the bird was aggressive. A 76-year-old woman in the neighborhood described a surprising attack by Gerald in which he, quote, unquote, got me with his talons and his wings. Well, you know what? He's probably like, they probably look like other birds to him. I think so. They They probably really do. They look like another turkey. Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar and I'm here with my co-host Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. It's Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanksgiving, Drinksgiving, Friendsgiving. It's yeah. all happening. Uh, it's the kickoff to the holiday season, if we're going to have one this year. Yeah, so uh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. But yeah, yeah, it's a weird holiday season because the holidays were kicked off rather early. Yeah, by, by uh, people selling stuff. They yeah. kicked it off before um, before Halloween, actually. Yeah, before we could even sit like. down to the uh, Thanksgiving Day table. Yeah, I haven't even had time to get my war on Christmas started. I didn't know no. when to do it. I think I've missed it. <laughs> I think I should have started like a couple weeks ago. You should have. You should have started back in uh, August, actually. I'm the worst soldier in this war. Uh, But to make up for it, I found some everything is flavored with pumpkin spice. All right. Because pumpkins are the gourd of choice for Thanksgiving. The gourd of choice. I bet you the people who make pumpkins are like, thank goodness. People were just, you know, carving them and then kicking them down the road. But um, so now you can get pumpkin spice anything the flavor is you know it's crossing all boundaries whatever i found a bunch of things that i thought were kind of interesting slash gross um pumpkin spice macaroni and cheese oh okay they say this craft mac was a hit in canada last year well yeah and you know i love canada but really canada is not leading the way on this it's they're not the regular mac and cheese it's not, they're not known as the cuisine capital of the world. How can you say that? You know how much I love to go to a Canadian restaurant in the city. <laughs> I, when, I, when I go to Little Toronto, <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, right. or, get, actually, or the maple leaf. Yeah. Yes. The maple leaf. Actually, I, look, the pro- Montreal, Quebec has an excellent cuisine. I cannot speak for the rest of Canada. Does anyone else go to the Regina room like I do? <laughs> the Regina room. So, so this Kraft mac and cheese, it's their regular old mac and cheese. So that radioactive tang looking um, dust mm-hmm. that you get in the packet, plus the, the cheap macaroni. And then you can also add a little pumpkin spice flavored powder to it. That's so it. you add the pumpkin spice flavored powder to the cheese powder. And then mix that in with the, uh, I guess, some butter, mm. or I can't believe it's not butter, and then the macaroni. And how do pe- what do people say it tastes like? Canadians said they like it. Okay. <laughs> it's coming to the U.S. right now as we speak. <laughs> it's on its way. It's at the border, and we don't know if it'll get in okay. uh, under this administration. We'll have to so, wait till. Yeah, I mean. One. No, we can get it. It said it will be coming in 2020. I'm assuming it's here. This oh. article was written uh, during the pandemic. Oh. 
Oh, so okay. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that the this spice, pumpkin spice macaroni and cheese is on its way. As a huge fan of macaroni and cheese, which I make myself, and of um, I love uh, like sweet potato pumpkins together uh-huh. with like some you know brown sugar on top. The idea of adding macaroni and cheese to a pumpkin pie spice thing, it sounds gross to me. Yeah, it pretty much does. But, you know, it's like anyone who loves their pumpkin spice is going to be like, yeah, Yeah. it's amazing. So they they can also, it pairs well, I'm saying this, and it's probably not true, with something called pumpkin pie milk. It's What? It's a splash of pumpkin milk, um, pumpkin flavor. With regular milk. Pumpkin, pumpkin milk. Flavor. Who's milking a pumpkin? That's, I, if you find milk in your pumpkin. Who, mm. The same people who are milking soy, I guess. Like, not even, right? Those guys are like, I draw the line at oats. Yeah, right. Um, there's also, there's pumpkin spice cotton candy. Oh. Uh, you can get that on Etsy. Pumpkin spice tea. That doesn't sound bad, except that the tea is like $22. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little steep. Um, that's hang on, that's a little steep for (laughs) pumpkin spice. Steep, (laughs) thank you for those of you who didn't catch it the first time. $22, it's a steep price for tea, pumpkin spice. Um, pumpkin spice swirl bread from Pepperidge Farm. You know, they have the cinnamon swirl bread, Mm -hmm. pumpkin pie pop tarts. It's all right, I can't. Um, Pumpkin spice almonds. So this is like the, you know, you would get like you, at a bar back in the day when we would go out and you get like the almonds in the little container. Yeah. Now they are, um, they have pumpkin spice flavor on them. Oh. It's strange, right? This is, I think this is an attempt to market towards like a 1980s man who's like, I don't want any pumpkin spice, but wait a minute, it's on, on these nuts here at the bar. <laughs> You know, that's an 80s man. Thank you. That's true. Um, pumpkin spice sparkling water. I feel you've been ripped off here with this one. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> and then the last one, um, pumpkin salsa. Well. An, uh, unexpected favor com- flavor combo. A happy mix of pumpkin spice, real pumpkin, and then tomatoes and peppers and regular salsa ingredients. That I will give a shot. Really? I will okay. give it a shot. I will. They say as a marinade. That I can see. Somebody sent it to me and I will yeah. try it. You can slow, slow cook a chicken with it. And then if you are not, uh, you know, if you are of the dog persuasion, there's pumpkin spice dog treats. Frankly, the dogs that I've interacted with, they'll eat anything. They don't care. Oh, well, yeah. Cause if it's they... small and you throw it to them and you go, hey, hey, they'll eat it. Yeah. They don't, they're not going to respond to the pipe pumpkin spice any less than they will respond to like the shoe leather that I think most of their treats taste like. But can you imagine the woman who loves her pumpkin spice latte is now able to yes. sit with her dog and enjoy. Yes. She's able to sit with muffins with, and they can both enjoy their pumpkin spice. The PSL life yep. they have. I, bet, I imagine that muffins has little tiny um, like mittens. Yeah. Hands. Mo- most likely. Um, probably a scarf, a jaunty scarf that's um, zigzag striped. Yes. Yes. Well. It's probably also like a Yorkie. How come I pictured a Yorkie when you said that? Because basic. Okay. <laughs> Pumpkin spice life, son. 
PSL. <laughs> so what do you have for the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving? Okay, well, it's, um, I'd like to address the night before Thanksgiving. It, yeah, what happens the night before Thanksgiving? Well, they call it drinksgiving because usually everybody comes home from college, you know, for the, the family meal. Um, mm. And so you don't want to sit there on a Wednesday night you know, and you don't have to get up early the next day or, or even imagine helping your parents with the, um, with the Thanksgiving dinner, you, okay. you go out cause everyone in your hometown is now back from college. So you go out and have drinks and okay. drinks giving, but it's one of the most dangerous nights of the year to go be out on the road. Second to only New Year's Eve. Okay. Everybody I knew that was out. coming. It's like red asphalt. Uh, yeah. So it's not even just, I, I'm saying college students, but it's everybody. Who's Everybody's there. back. Everybody wants to go out. Everybody, you know, um, even if, if they're hosting or not hosting, whatever. So every prom king and queen from the past 30 years is back in town yeah. and terrorizing everybody. Right. And you want to be out there at the bar with them, dressed in your yeah. finest whatever, to show yeah. them you've made it. To show them that even though you were just in the... What is it? They have the queen, but you're just in the the cat. It's not the cabinet. It's what are they called? It's how her court, royal, and the court. Yes, yeah. in America. Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> so you're just in the court. You can still hang tough. Yeah. So drinksgiving, I I didn't know about this. Usually the the night before Thanksgiving for me is just like cleaning up, and maybe getting ready to either cook food or have food you know delivered yeah so there and i do drink but at home uh, you do at home yeah yeah i drink at home i'm not going anywhere yeah um so basically like people have been you know people have been doing this for years and years and years but nobody ever really Mm -hmm. gave it a name until like fairly recently i would say yeah i've never heard that before yeah um so basically, they're like, "What are some good drinks giving activities?" Um, okay, drinking. Yeah, <laughs> shots, 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 shots. Yeah, going to the place you know that you meet up with your local friends at the local bar, or you can invite mm-hmm. people over and make your own mixed drinks. Oh my, it's like everybody lives in How I Met Your Mother in this. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yes. It's when I go home. It's a. It doesn't feel like that. Most of the people that I grew up with are are not around. You know, it's not a place that everybody comes back to for some reason. I think yeah. where I'm from, people have their families. They fuck off. You know? yeah. <laughs> like they, they don't come back. And I think a lot of the older people where I'm from, which is, you know, the opposite of a lot of places, they're happy to come to you. Yeah. Well, you know? the thing is now it's also called Blackout Wednesday. And with COVID... You know, you can't really have your bars packed or anything. But so it's like, how do you prepare your bar for Blackout Wednesday? Oh, um, I see what you're saying. Your home bar. And, and no, you're no. They're talking to bar owners because, like, oh, they're anticipating that bars will be open, but only to a certain amount. You know, you can only have a certain kind of capacity at them. I would. You know what? I've I've never owned a bar and restaurant, and I know that that's a big night for a lot of people in the industry. But I don't think I would. I would close my bar. Because I would be afraid that people would be, people haven't been out for a while. Shit, I haven't been out for a while. You know what I mean? Like the next time I go, the next time you and I go out to celebrate a, hey, you know it, like everybody watch out. 
I know. <laughs> but the thing is that we've also been a practice drinking at home. Yes, we have kept it up. Yeah, so I think we'll be okay. But I mean, like, we'll be inside a bar. With, it'll be like monkeys people, not knowing what the, to do. It'll be like people who just turned 21 yeah. <laughs> and are legally drinking for the first time. Legally. Yeah. And they're going to go nuts. Yeah. So oh. they're saying that, you know, you, the bars can still capitalize on Drinksgiving or Blackout Wednesday. Sure. By putting together alcohol delivery and to-go packages. Okay. Which is, I can get behind that, you know. Yeah, like, I've been seeing um, a lot of the restaurants. I have, there are a lot of Latin food restaurants around here. And I was surprised to see that you can get top shelf margarita, like a pitcher delivered. Mm-hmm. Why, you know, so why not? Yeah, put, put that together with some snacks for people. Yeah. So they're talking about bundling the best fall beers. You can, they can make their own hard cider. Um, pumpkin flavored one, of course. Yes, naturally. Include a pumpkin keg, you know, offer your own uh, craft cider and yeah, and food and stuff and be like, here's your, your to go and do it that way. And then kind of like they do the packages for, uh, for the big game. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And then they say, you know, you really, they have to hire more bouncers for the night. I would hire so many <laughs> bouncers that no one can get in. Yeah. I would just have a wall of bouncers in, 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 in PPP. Yeah. Right. That's it. And if anyone tries to take a run at them, good luck. Yeah. You're not getting it. And then they're they're making an emphasis on having plastic glasses and, and stuff. Because they're like, people uh, drop their glass glass, and it shatters and then there's an issue. Um, so people are getting, that tells me that people have been going to bars lately, not with the intent of socializing, but with the intent of getting really, really, really drunk. Because yeah. they're probably, they may or may not be going regularly. So do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to social distance. I'm going to go with the people I've been quarantining with. We're going to go to a bar. But when we get there, we better be drinking more than one drink. Yeah. So it's not worth, it's not worth all the, you know, the yeah. precautions and the hassle. Yeah. And there's, then they're telling the bars to have not only just don't rely on people using Uber and Lyft on their phones, have numbers of taxis on hand. Yes, maybe have have Uber and Lyft there. Yeah, right. Really, just tell them, please. You can do. You can ask people to cruise by. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. Everybody and and some and a lot of places like people know the regular drivers, and sometimes they work for um, you know, the cab companies as well. Yeah, I would have cabs on hand for people. Uh, they're also saying have you know solutions for emergency. Have your alcohol poisoning. Um, remedies there, your first aid kit up to date, that kind of thing. This is for the bar. You know what? No, I just freak. This sounds terrible. It sounds like they're opening up like a triage center. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then they're like stock up on your cleaning supplies beforehand, you know, make sure that, and have everybody, and this is just normal. And I wish all bars did this is to really. Yeah. I was going to say, isn't this like protocol? You know, you go into like. Even just like even regular restaurants that have like a like a healthy bar scene, we'll say. Mm-hmm. The bathrooms get dirty quickly. And it's like, this is gross. This is like really, really gross. So I feel like there should be a new thing. There should be new bathroom um, standards. So you were saying that bars should have all this kind of stuff already. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I'm disappointed because I kind of thought they did. You would think that they would have the cleaning, you know, that they would be prepared for the 
inevitability of somebody, you know, leaving bodily fluids. Yeah. In the bar. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what people tend to do. I have never, I've gotten sick in bars before, but it's always been in the bathroom. Right. But I've definitely been at bars where I've seen people just lose it while they're still in the bar. I'm like, oh, that's not, to me, it's just the most disrespectful thing you can do to a staff member. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And with COVID, it's like, it's like yeah. please, every, nobody needs this. It's such, it's such a dirty. <laughs> no. And I'm wondering, I mean, so I haven't been out to any bars. Um, a lot of the bars in my neighborhood have, they have outdoor seating. I'm just not feeling comfortable. And also like, I, I, I need to, I got, when I go to a bar, I just want to relax. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I'm more, and I could find places where I can sit outside with a beer that on a bar, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know why, like I would just charge people a lot more. That way you can keep the number of people down, but still make your money. Mm-hmm. And, and depending on where you are, you could probably double the price of things and still get people. Yeah. If you, if you need to keep the place sparsely uh, populated, because think about when you go to a club how much money you would spend for drinks yeah, versus going to a bar. So if people are willing to spend $16 on a skinny bitch in a bar, like a Diet Coke and vodka, mm-hmm. in a bar, how much are they expecting to pay? Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that bars should just adjust their prices to make sure that they get the money that they need and that their servers are take care of, taken care of, but also to reduce the amount of people. And there should not be, I was walking down the street the other day and I'm like, seriously, you guys are having a drink special? Oh. A happy hour? No. Now, are they still doing all the to-go's in uh, New York City? I, to be honest with you, in New York, I can't tell the difference between to-go and just people walking around with open liquor. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. I haven't seen any of the bars up here advertising it. Maybe they are. But I definitely see plenty of people rough walking around with open liquor. But also, I live in like a bedroom community that has a lot of college students. So that's the norm. So you saw that without COVID? Oh, yeah. In this neighborhood, you could definitely see somebody walking down the street with a glass of wine. Okay. Like you could also see students drinking out of red cups because they don't, you know, they're ignorant and they don't know that it's not 1995 and they're not on campus. Like they could just drink in a regular cup. Yeah. (laughs) They could. Like sometimes I see them. I'm like, dude, why don't you just put it in a mug or something? Like, why are you, why are you even using plastic? Like, I I know you're drinking. I don't care. But like, you know, what's with the red cup? Yeah. There's red solo cups. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's It's like, no, you can get any kind of cup. You know what? Maybe one year I will put out for the students that live in the neighborhood some decent party cups that they can wash or something. Well, that would be nice of you. Looking yeah, out for right. those kids. Looking out for the students. <laughs> so if people are going to go out drinking and the bars allegedly will be ready. Yeah. I, I really thought you were going to talk about setting up your home bar. That's something I think people should consider um, yeah. Thanksgiving. I, a nice home bar. Getting a couple of uh, think about like how much you spend when you go out, you know, for an evening of drinking, hundred bucks, let's say, and think about putting that hundred dollars towards like a couple of nice bottles of liquor. If you like to make a cocktail, get something special for yourself. Yeah, that would a be liquor, good. a liquor that you don't normally get, like not just a vodka or a scotch, like something you know, a liqueur or something. That's a good idea. I think, yeah. Um, but then again, you run into the whole thing: how many people do you have over? 
No, no people. I'm talking about this is a personal home bar. Oh, okay. This is, this, is an, this is a quarantine home bar. Okay, got it, got it, got it. I was just, because that's something that we, you know, I've been trying to, you know, I love wine and I drink a lot of wine, but I was like, no, let me mix it up and start making some cocktails. And I found some really bizarre liquors, liqueurs, uh, like um, cucumber. Oh, yeah. Grapefruit. And they make really good, fun interesting drinks that I probably pay like $18 for in Manhattan. And I feel like, Hey, I've had a drink. I've got, you know, I ha- it's the feeling of going out. Yeah, that's true. I found a make ginger one, a ginger liqueur. Ooh, what did you make? I, I mixed it with some vodka and seltzer. I was like, this isn't bad. That's, that's my go-to for every kind of liqueur. <laughs> Anything. I'm like, hmm, this will probably go well with some vodka and a little bit of seltzer. Yeah. <laughs> Ice and a martini glass. Is that some kind of martini, right? There we go. No, mine was in a highball glass. I was like, hmm, I'm oh. not playing games here. I know, right? <laughs> Who do we think I am? Oh, God. So what else What else do you have? I have something here as a, an aggressive turkey Oh, in the Oakland area was removed uh, due to his attacks on older women. Is this Oakland, New Jersey or Oakland, California? Oakland, California. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it could be Oakland, New Jersey, because I know you guys have those, the, the turkeys it, in New Jersey yeah. do not play. Maybe. They're like my size. Yeah, they're huge. And, they're huge. and they're both aggressive and not bright. No, and they work out apparently yeah. too. <laughs> they're GTL. Sure. <laughs> so this is a saga, they say here in the papers of Gerald um, and his reign of terror, apparently in, uh, in Oakland, he likes to hang out in the Rose Garden, Oakland's Morecambe Rose Garden, and he seems to have a particular hatred towards older women. <laughs> apparently. That's just rude. <laughs> and he is, and people are picking sides. Like there are some people who are like, you know, pro-Gerald, anti-old woman, and there's some people who are pro-old women, anti-Gerald. And some say that Gerald was simply protecting his, his babies. And his baby's mama. But what? Why are women uh, threat to him? It doesn't it says uh, the bird was aggressive? A seventy-six-year-old woman in the neighborhood described a surprising attack by Gerald, in which he quote unquote got me with his talons and his wings. Well, you know what? He's probably like they probably look like other birds to him. I think so. they probably other... they probably really do. They look like another turkey. Other female victims described the turkey as stalking them while they were trying to have a picnic and then getting violent when they were, you know, trying to shoo them off. Um, many people argued that we should, they should euthanize them. But for now, it seems as though he's escaped the death penalty. Um, they, someone contacted Wildlife Emergency Services and the, re- the director, Rebecca Dimitrik, enlisted the help of her husband to help catch Gerald. So first they lured him in with some blueberries and seeds. Oh, she had her husband hide behind a bush and then she disguised herself as a frail older woman. So she got in the character. <gasps> no. Yes. She was, she, she became like his preferred victim profile, a frail old woman. And it was like, yeah, I'm going to get this. I don't know what kind of work she did, but it, <laughs> to prepare for the role. Um, but as he approached her, she pretended to be scared. Yeah. Right. She, she tried to she pretended to be scared as he puffed up. And then when he went for an attack, she grabbed him by the neck and, and shoved him into a cage, put oh him in God. the car and then took him for a drive to an undisclosed location. How do you like that, Gerald? 
And it says he's been released in an undisclosed location where others like him roam. Uh, oh, you that, that means the Thanksgiving table. Yeah. Yeah. And I, his, his, I imagine that his, his wife is like, oh no. <laughs> What's happened? Where's Gerald? Gerald no. Where's Gerald? He is gone. Yeah. Well, five months. Five months this went on. Well, then the kids must be old enough now that they're, I'm sure that the Gerald's babies are okay. And they grew up fast that day when, when the popo came and took Gerald away. By the neck. By the neck. She, so she pretended to be frail, like, oh, look at this Reader's Digest. <laughs> <laughs> then choked him out and shoved him into a cage. Oh, my God. <laughs> that must have been a whore. He must have been like, you've deceived me. <laughs> Like I can't imagine like pretending with an animal. I hope that she was I, in my mind. She's got a wig. She's got you know a shawl, a cane, a cane. and about five to six months of improv training. Right. Oh my goodness! Yeah. A good character voice. Yes, a little bit of Meisner. Yeah. But, you know she's not using that. She's not really using her Meisner. That is. I yeah. Yep. So older, first of all, like these, were there a lot of older women in the park were like, we have so little, we can't even go to this fucking park. And he specifically was going after old ladies. That is just wild that he had a, had a type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was his type. Why? Yeah. Why not older men? I, I, I don't think older men are having a picnic in the park. Okay. I think maybe older men are doing things in the park that Gerald is like, you know what, pass. And he never, <laughs> and he never went after kids either. Um, no, because you know how kids are. Kids are. I mean, why would you go after like the young and sprightly? Yeah. I feel like kids wouldn't run from the turkey fast enough for the turkey to realize that they weren't a threat. You know. Yeah, or it's like maybe um, some kid, like a fearless kid, already kicked Gerald. Yeah, like, ah. gave, gave him what for? Yeah. While they were playing jacks or whatever, because this park seems to be out of like 1945. <laughs> With this attack Turk and these old broads. Uh. Someone in the comments wrote that he should watch it. It's too close to Thanksgiving to be carrying on like that. <laughs> yeah. A warning in case he reads the comment sections. So yeah, um, Oakland, old women are safe. Well, this uh, Thanksgiving, Gerald, probably not so much. I don't, can you eat a wild turkey? Sure. In New um, Jersey? I think so. I mean, I think it's a little gamey, but yeah, I think so. <laughs> a little, just a little gamey yeah. from uh, the time it's spent in Hackensack. Yeah. Seen a few things. <laughs> Seen a few things by the docks. Oh. Uh, uh, well, we have uh, the iconic Thanksgiving Day celebration, which is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. Yes, the iconic celebration that is a department store parade. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the way the Puritans intended it. Yeah. So it's like, everyone's like, what's going on with parade? We all want to be there. But with COVID, what are, what, what are we going to do? Yeah. What are we going to do? The parade will not go through the streets of Manhattan this year. No. Performances will be broadcast live on NBC. I'm surprised they didn't put it in the Midwest. I feel like that's something they would do at this point. I know, right? Yeah. Um, Take it away. Thanksgiving Day from 9 a.m. till noon. Um, and the state, How long is it normally? Uh, I don't know. The statement says this year the celebration will shift to a televised only special presentation 
showcasing the Macy's Parade signature mix of giant character helium balloons, fantastic mm-hmm. quotes, street performers, clowns, and heralding the arrival of the holiday season with the one and only Santa Claus. So it's basically... <clears throat> I'm confused. Maybe I misheard you, but are they having it in the streets or not? They're having it. They're not going in. There's going to be no movement. <laughs> what the- Okay. So basically... It will be, it's going to be, um, let's see, the parade um, will not follow the usual route. It will be a presentation in the street and it's going to be a floor show. Yeah. And that's it. But you can't come and watch it. So it's not going to be a parade where you're walking, they're walking down the street. They're just going to be static in front of Herald Square. That's what it looks like to me anyway. I hate parades. Yeah. bunch of it's, it just looks like to me like staging and a long line and of course they have to mention mayor bill de blasio yep. and everyone fell asleep yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know because um we're proud to join macy's during in the holiday season <laughs> lucky they caught it when he was awake yeah. that guy does nothing <laughs> we work closely with, with the macy's team on a safe and creative plan this year uh, to keep the tradition going but the thing is he tried to he was just like because macy's also does the fourth of july fireworks right yeah does he have a like is he going to be working at macy's after this is over it seems like every time i hear about this fool it's with macy's yes so because the the guy in charge of macy's was leaning on on him because he was like i gotta cancel the fireworks he's like no i don't think so and made a even though my store isn't doing well i still gotta have this parade yeah it's like no we're, we're doing the fireworks bill de blasio and who was like oh yes sir yes sir (laughs) who is this guy who was macy's the head of macy's whoever that is and uh so yeah with thanksgiving it's like oh there will be a parade even if we have to stand still (laughs) so are so traditionally they they blow up the balloons uh over by the rose planetarium Mm -hmm. like on the it's like the around the upper upper west side right and then they the night before, which I've seen, that actually is the only thing I've ever seen of the parade. And it's, to me, much more interesting yeah. how they get these teams organized to come out to blow up these gigantic balloons. And you just see them the night before, and they're all together like like a bunch. Yeah. All right? like kind and of then they hovering, so now, hovering, yeah, hovering off the ground like I can't. And yeah. they're slowly moving, so they're scary. Yeah, so that's fun to me, and you know, in a horrific kind of way. But so they're gonna have everybody just lined up along, was it Broadway? Nobody's gonna be lined up anywhere because you're not allowed to. It's not no, not us, not us, the performers. I guess in front of the store, and on, on and they're gonna stop from seeing it somehow. Yeah, it's gonna. I'm sure there's gonna be gates. Nobody can come in. They're gonna be like, get out of here. Um, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, they're not gonna have that whole. Um, giant balloon inflation public event. It's not going to take place. The whole thing they're talking about. Well, where are they going to do it? They're not telling anybody. This is New York. I'm sure it's already out. People are already buying tickets to this thing. Yeah, they're going to have 75 fewer, 75 percent fewer participants this year, so everyone can be socially distant from each other. Okay. I I I have a fear here that. They're going to have 75 fewer people holding up Snoopy. It's just going to take off with them. Okay. this Then you'll like this. Okay. Instead <laughs> of the traditional 80 to 100 
giant balloon handlers. Okay. So every, every balloon has 80 to 100 people handling them. Wow. All right. So instead, what Macy's will employ an innovative, specially rigged anchor vehicle framework of five specialty vehicles tested and approved by the um, New York City Department of Transportation and the NYPD. Hummers. So really? So they te- this is going to be perfect. What could go wrong? <laughs> I don't know, Katie. It sounds like they figured every last detail out. Yeah, why not? Why not attach an eighty-foot balloon to a vehicle? Oh, and then I it, hope it's not windy, right? <laughs> that vehicle takes off down the street. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. I'm, I'm just imagining a lot of vehicles floating above the river. Yeah. Just, but lightly kissing down every once in a while, like, ah, ah, this kind of thing. Yeah, they have. What is wrong with America? Just everybody stop. Hammer time. <laughs> yeah, they didn't announce who's going to be performing this year. It's going to be a surprise. So They can't get anybody. Yeah, nobody's <laughs> coming. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of celebrities are probably like, hell to the no. It sounds like a hot mess. Yeah, like nobody know. Can you imagine this thing, which is, you know. It's just kind of like overwhelming to begin with. And now they have to change everything about it. I just think we don't even know what's important anymore. Like we don't know. We've lost the ability to party in America. Like we've lost, you know, we, we don't know how to have celebrations if this is what we've come up with. Because I feel like in, you know, I did medieval history for my undergraduate. And I feel like back then they knew how to throw a party. They had nothing. They couldn't even wash themselves. Most people couldn't count. <laughs> like people died at like 30. But they still figured out how to have festival days and how to do things. What is this? A truck driving a balloon down the street? Yeah. I'm sure nothing will nothing go wrong. Nothing will go wrong with that. So- and this the fun part is seeing all the people. I don't again, I don't like parades, but you kind of like them, right? No, I don't. I only like Oh, you don't. Okay. Only parade- I can't even ask you. I was going to ask no, a question. No, about- the only parade I like is the Halloween parade in the village. In the village. I like um you know, like a line for a buffet. That's as much parade as I can do. <laughs> and I'm not happy about that, but at least I know I'm going to get like, you know, the champagne fountain or whatever when I get up there. I, I don't, I just don't see the fun. I think the fun part of parades is all the people, right? Waving, standing alongside, cheering. I Are These people going to walk down a quiet street? Yeah. The thing is, I don't even. It's going to be like Game of Thrones when Cersei has to walk naked. But I never got the point. Tell me, why do people in a parade wave and then we wave back at them? It's like, I don't know. For the cameras. I'm thinking. Mm. For the camera, I mean, I think the Macy's Day Parade has nothing to do really with anything except advertising Macy's. Um, and so I, I don't think we could think through the logic of it. Like they're just really desperate during the middle of a pandemic, after we've just had this tumultuous, hellish, almost four-year nightmare. Yeah, there's got to be a better way to celebrate Thanksgiving. Um, you know, to come up with an event that everybody can kind of galvanize around and having some weird Humvee driving Snoopy down the street and possibly getting carried off to no crowd. Yeah. <laughs> no, no crowd. What, missing an opportunity there. 
<laughs> like, do you remember one year it was too windy and then the, they like Snoopy or someone blew or Woodstock blew off? Yeah. And some people got carried around. That was exciting. That's a parade. Yeah. And, you know, the years where it was almost too windy and they're like, we got to, you know. Yeah. Or the years where it was so cold, people were like, I, I you know, my dog froze to death. Why are why? <laughs> like that kind of thing? Like, it's, I can't. What are we going to be watching on TV? And also, why not just do something really cool that's virtual and creative? Yeah. Instead of trying to still have, like, get Pixar to do something. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know, something interactive, right? Like, do something that people can can take part in some way. I don't know. I don't like parades. You don't like parades. So maybe we're the wrong people. But don't you think something a little more active? Yeah. The, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe this is where we are at as a species. Oh, we, I got it. What the electric slide that brings people together? Oh, black people, white people, Protestants, God. Catholics, <laughs> like women over forty. Yeah, everybody likes to like everybody. Everyone likes. I think that for Thanksgiving, what they should have done instead of this parade is the world's largest electric slide. Yeah, Republicans can do it. Democrats can do it. Nobody, nobody has a problem with the electric. I don't think anyone has a problem with. It. I think even if you went to a clan wedding, you'd be like, "Shit, they did do the electric slide, though." They must be all right. Yeah, it's too bad they were listening to R. Kelly when they did it, but still, yeah, right. <laughs> they did it. Right, <laughs> they got it going. Oh my god, it's so bizarre. You're listening to Hey You Know It with Jaquetta Sotmari and Katie Casmir. We're telling you how it is and how it should be. So I, I'd like to address, if I may, yeah. um, the idea that, you know, people love to eat at the holidays. Obviously, it's a big part of it. I've been trying to minimize that for myself over the years because it's, you know, it's like a downward, it used to be a downward spiral, right? You start eating for Thanksgiving and it's just, you keep there's parties and, you know, events to go to all that stuff is off this year. Yeah. So there won't be that, you know, eating like crazy, drinking like crazy, um, at least with other people. But I, the idea of like, when do you eat your Thanksgiving and how does that impact, you know, like weight gain or weight loss? So the idea before was that if you eat early in the day, that, you would burn up the calories. Yeah. But apparently it doesn't matter. Oh no. So they, they just did a study. Um, the American heart association was looking at time restricted eating, which restricts eating to specific hours of the day. Uh, for example, eating most of your calories before 1 PM versus, you know, waiting until after five o'clock or eating late at night. So they wonder for a long time if eating, when you eat affects the body, how the body uses and stores energy and the long short of it is it doesn't matter. Wait a minute. But that what about the thing where you eat more at dinner and you gain weight? It says most prior studies have not controlled the number of calories. So it wasn't clear. People who ate earlier just ate fewer calories. But for this study, the only thing they changed was the time of day. So they took 41 overweight adults for a 12 week study. And it was 90% black women, which is interesting for the study. Yeah. Um, so I guess they were trying to get a very a, a, a homogenous group together. 21 of the adults followed time-restricted eating, limiting to certain hours of the day, and ate 80% of their calories before 1 p.m. So that's pretty dramatic. Wow. Okay. Um, the remaining 20 participants ate at the usual time during a 12-hour window, consuming half their daily calories after 5 p.m. 
all the people had the same prepared healthy meals. Um, and they did the weight and blood pressure at the beginning, then at four weeks and at eight and then at 12. And they found that both groups lost weight and had decreased blood pressure and other, you know, positives regardless of when they ate the food. No kidding. They, yeah, they thought the people who had ate earlier would lose more weight, but it didn't happen. They really didn't see any difference. Wow. That's news. Yeah. So you can eat your Thanksgiving meal whenever you want. It's not going to matter. It's going to be fatty before one. It's going to be fatty after one. All right. So (laughs) (laughs) don't try to shove it all in. But it was more like, because the thing was an all day affair, so to speak. Like, (laughs) yes. um, Because I guess growing up in my household, it was like, you know, my mother was still cooking in the morning, (laughs) getting stuff together. Um, Hey, that's, uh, look, I have some relatives who we would show up to eat and you're like, word, you are still cooking? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She would cook the night, you know, she'd have it all planned out. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. some things you just had to be fresher than others. And so. And you guys have a big family. Yeah. So it's like, there's a lot of cooking to be done. Maybe she should have started like two days earlier. There's like but she, six or seven. No, because it's the idea of like, and you can't have all that food around with all these kids because we'll eat it. Ah, uh, they'll eat it. You know. <laughs> you have like a window of time. That's what the, that's what they should be researching. Yeah. yeah. How, how much food can you have around for how long? Yeah. But we have, we would have appetizers too. And we'd start this whole thing at like one o'clock. And when did you finally eat? It was, no, we'd sit down maybe one or two, actually, and start the appetizers earlier. <laughs> wow, that's early. I know. But it was like it would go on, and then you take a break, and then you have dessert. And, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we, I mean, first of all, everybody knows my mother's a horrendous cook, and she would not be upset about me saying that. Um, she doesn't even bother. But we would go to usually go to my aunt's house or my great-aunt's house when she was alive. And it was kind of like a... You know, three or four o'clock, you show up, and maybe you sit around for a little while, and then you 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 basically finish eating before the sun sets. Okay, so that's fairly early, right, at this time of year. Yeah. So you maybe finish eating around like five thirty six. You probably eat again later. Okay. Like you you would go you know you go back for like a midnight or a late night snack. No, but then you go. That's right. You could do that, but we usually it was like another dessert. And then uh, the next day, all the leftovers was like second Thanksgiving. Yes, yes. The, the, the Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving. Yeah. When the food tastes even better. Oh, my God. My yeah, it does. Totally. But yeah, the takeaway from this is I always thought it was better to like eat early, you know, stuff yourself early, but it doesn't matter. Oh. If you if you eat a healthy meal or a healthy diet or an unhealthy diet, doesn't the timing apparently doesn't matter. You know what some people were doing? Like... All right. If you are with family, right. And you, um, everybody contributes and brings a dish or whatever. Um, and then at the end, everybody gets to take some leftovers home with them, like a little Tupperware container. Right. Yeah. We used to make everybody, everyone gets a plate. Yeah. And so you, so you would take some home. Fine. Now, what if you are a plus one for somebody or just like, you know, somebody, you get two plates. No, 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 no. This is something like you're invited. You don't really know anybody, you know, but you're invited mm-hmm. as a guest of this person. Okay. Now this, this, this is, this is advice on advice. No, this is what happened. The, um, what people are doing. 
um, that guest who did not bring anything, maybe brought a bottle of wine, but didn't cook or do anything, is like, oh, let me take home a bunch of leftovers. I take like more than just like, you know. Why? Because then the next day they get together with all their friends and they have another Thanksgiving and they all contribute with all these leftovers. I like their style. It's kind of like a Robin Hood's giving. Yeah, right. <laughs> like they're just taking everyone grab what you can. Yeah. And then we'll meet up here on Friday yeah, for lunch. Everyone. And it's just like, just get it. And let's all, you know. I just imagine someone showing up and like, you know, I got like four slices of different kinds of pie. <laughs> good, good. Throw it in. Yeah. That's what I called. got some greens. Throw it in. Yeah. And they put it all out on the table and everyone just digs in. And some of them was like, look, all I got was this can of, of cranberry sauce. Sure. Fine. Throw it yeah. in. I don't know. And don't go back there again. Yeah. <laughs> no, when I was growing up, everyone got a plate. And if you didn't leave with a plate, people were like, well, then, you know, what's her problem? Oh, yeah. And you got to bring the plate back. Yeah. yeah. And there are always some people, I'm looking at you, my mother, so they're always like, <laughs> don't forget to bring the plate back. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. yeah, many, many one plates at home. That's why you have to get yeah, all Tupperware all the time now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when we were growing up, no, that wasn't, you know, people didn't really have that. Yeah. Um, especially like really rural areas. People weren't buying things that, you know, there were there were leftovers, but it wasn't the same. Okay. You know, as it is today where everything, there's tons of Tupperware everywhere. There's always leftovers. Also, remember, because we had some Tupperware, Tupperware wasn't wasn't cheap. Right. And they weren't making cheap, shitty, throwaway, like Chinese food containers yet. Right. Chinese food containers were paper, and you could recycle them. Yeah, that's right. It was fancy to have Tupperware. Mm Mm-hmm. It was a big deal. And then now that all the takeout places, well, I say in an urban area, we all of our plastic stuff now, like I have a lot of glass stuff because I don't like to use plastic, but anything that we have that's plastic is because we've ordered food at some point and have used are using it again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, that didn't exist back then. So it was the plate. The plate with like some foil over it. Badly, badly done to the foil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sealed in nothing. Sealed in nothing. It was like skittering around the plate. <laughs> yes, you might as well just dump the gravy on your pants. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then put the foil on it. No one ever used saran wrap, even though that was clearly superior. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. So, um... I would be remiss if I didn't bring up a Hallmark TV original movie to just make your Thanksgiving all it could be. Oh, please. This one's very special because it's um, it's called Growing the Big One. Excuse me? Growing the Big One. Mm-hmm. It's, it stars, and this is a star, Shannon Daughtery. No. Yes. Radio DJ Emma Silver played by Shannon Doherty, leads a chic city life in Seattle, as if, until she finds out her beloved grandfather has died. Right, so she's living a chic city life. I don't know what that means, but I guess she's single. Yeah, having a good time. And it's it's chic and Seattle. I don't mean to be rude because I like Seattle, but chic? Yeah, maybe that just means she's throwing it around a little bit. I guess. I'm living near the Space Needle. Yeah. <laughs> traveling to his farm in quaint valleyville washington to take care of the details she is stunned to learn that her grandfather has left her his farm along with a sizable amount of debt oh 
Well, we might be in the same family. Yeah. Well, I don't think that you can get anybody's debt. You can get their goods, but not the debt. No, the farm, the farm is indebted. Uh, oh, to to keep the bank from foreclosing. Dun dun dun. Emma must find a way to raise the money. Now, keep in mind, she's living a chic city life in Seattle. Yeah. Right. She must find a way to raise the money or face seeing her grandfather's precious land end up as a parking lot. Not sure why she would care because she's chic. But following her grandfather's famed legacy, Emma decides to enter Valleyville's annual pumpkin growing contest. And goes into debt like her grandfather. (laughs) With a prize seed and grows the world record biggest gourd. You're kidding. If she can win, come on. If she can win the grand prize of fifty thousand dollars, she can save the farm. With the help of her neighbor Seth, who is uh, looks like her son, not saying anything wrong with her. She's Shannon still looks very good, but the gentleman looks like uh, well, he's much younger than her, and he looks like her. Oh, that's weird. The actor she's playing up. Yeah, it's weird, right? if she can win the grand prize of 50 grand, she can save the farm. With the help of her neighbor, Seth, Emma takes on the challenge, but the two end up cultivating something much more evergreen. Ooh. Exactly. So, look, it's $50,000 she's trying to raise. She lives a chic city life. Come on. She can't muster that? Yeah, that's another thing. But if she wins the contest, do you know what she says? <laughs> oh, my gourd. Oh, no. <laughs> So that's the big one, growing the big one. <laughs> it's a terrible, terrible name. Terrible and the, the picture, like, lest you, you know, think the name is some kind of a misnomer, they're standing up and they're leaning with elbows on the gourd. Yeah. That's how big it is. Oh, that's big. In the background, all the other pumpkins are like the size of a head, maybe a little bit bigger, yeah. maybe smaller. But this giant, it looks like James and the giant fucking peach. Yeah, oh, no. it looks ridiculous. <laughs> it is clearly has never been a pumpkin, whatever this thing is. Well, the thing maybe we should tie it to the Macy's balloons to anchor it back. <laughs> yes, keep it down, holding it down. They look alike. It's so strange, and then there's they're posing in such a way that they don't seem to have any attraction to one another. Oh God. She's like, she's probably like, you know what? I'm working for scale. Don't touch me. Don't look at me. Shannon Doherty, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Is she dead? No. Oh, she's still alive. Okay. Isn't she? This just came out. All right. Is Shannon Doherty dead? Yeah. No. Oh, I, I don't think I, I, the other guy is. Yeah. It's, um, I want to say, uh, Luke Perry. Luke Perry? Okay, I don't know how you transfer that over to her. She would be very upset by that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, if, if her agent heard that. I'd be dead. If she heard that. Yeah, she would get me. Uh, growing the, she would get you. Growing the big one. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ugh. It's no problem. Hopefully she'll forgive us. Oh, man. <laughs> now, let's talk about... Let's talk turkey. Thanksgiving during COVID. What are you going to do? You know, people are don't do it. Yeah, people. Fauci said stay home. He's doing it online. Who's who is Fauci? Fauci's doing it online. Yeah, he he first told people to be careful. Now he's like, please don't don't have a big Thanksgiving. Just don't travel. Don't do anything. Yeah, 
you know, so if they're discussing it in this article, it's like, um, what do you do? Sit six feet apart? You know, they're like, no, sitting around a table is high risk. You shouldn't be yes. traveling. You shouldn't be sitting around a table inside with each other. Um, no. You know. So what's the idea people are going to go travel? Uh, well, they say that if you're planning on traveling, you should start quarantining like now. Yeah. You have to like quarantine. You have to get tested, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But for some families who are close and like each other, it's really hard to like think about not having they like killing each other with diseases that they can't yeah, control. Um, so they're saying if you do anything, like keep your circle small, just the members mm-hmm. of your own household, basically the same people you've been living with all this time. Yeah, nothing has changed just because it's a made-up holiday. Yeah, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> hygiene isn't hasn't changed. COVID hasn't changed just because of. Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's not time to get together with a relative who has been quite vocal about not wearing a mask and not social distancing. It's not that. Um, and that also you're not going to know either necessarily. Yeah. And so um, there's no guarantees. Even for a very small, well t- well-acquainted group of people um, who know each other's COVID status definitively, it's still really hard to get, you know, by the time, like say you get tested and you're negative two days beforehand, you could still get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't give you, you're like, I'm good for 14 days. No, you're not. You're good for right now. Yeah. Yeah. For like for this moment. And it's hard, especially, you know, this with intergenerational families, with the grandparents and the grandkids and stuff, you're just, you can't, you know, and this is, I, I feel like people in the, and this is a Ooh. sweeping generalization, but I say this about my own culture because I'm an American. I don't think we know how to sacrifice at all yeah. nowadays like really like you can't just don't go yeah like just wait they said that they're working really hard on a, on a vaccine right now they have things that are in trials like how how bad would you feel that you take COVID home for the holidays and then two weeks later there's a <laughs> there's a vaccine yeah right and then, it's too late like you already, you already coughed over grandma yeah and it says well what about HEPA filters do they help do you have one? I don't. Yeah, I do. Um, it's like an air, air purifier with a HEPA filter. Um, but for, every, for all the air everywhere? I mean. Yeah. It's, so they're like, it's it's helpful, but it's like, it's if you're in, those machines work best in a small closed off room. And, yeah. And it's really seen as a benefit when the infected person is quarantining versus the dining room of an open floor plan. That's not going to. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you have, if you have a, you know, a 3000 square foot house. Yeah. And have a little. <laughs> putting one filter next to grandma at the table. It's not going to do it. And they're like, well, what no. about using an ultraviolet light? Really? What? I mean, that to me, I, I, I'm one of those kind of people that if I go to a place and there's a lot of precautions, I'm like, I don't know if I need to be here. Yeah. Yeah, so they're just like, you know, uh, there is ventilation and air filtration. They play a role in it, but you can't really do that. Yeah. And you have to have a conversation about it. Um, yeah, and I think people aren't willing to do that either. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's hard. It's like, because families, they run the gamut of, like, their beliefs around COVID, which I don't know. It could, it could be, It's when I talk about belief, it's just not like. No, I think that's the right word because I, because there's a level of um fantasy and, and an irrational nature to how people are talking about what is really a it's just yeah you know it's a non-partisan not you know it's not controversial disease right but when i talk about belief like 
if you want to believe in God, sure. If you don't want to believe it, sure. You know, like we could still get along. (laughs) But you can't say, I believe in COVID or don't believe in COVID. And And that's exactly what people are doing. Act like, anyway. So, yeah, basically don't have the Thanksgiving only with the people in your household. Sorry, you have to not, it's too bad. I'm sorry. It's not fun. And... Um, but you're you're talking to like you know generations of people who have been told their entire lives that whatever they want to do is okay and that they should just do it. Yeah. And not thinking about how it affects other people because you know this is America. Yeah. Like I'll read this. Okay. So I found this letter to the editor. We won't be listening to politicians' holiday advice. Um, regarding Dr. Rachel Levine's holiday advice to limit how um, it's like. Health Secretary of Pennsylvania urges that gatherings be limited to households. Limit holiday gatherings to those within your own home. Will you be avoiding your elderly mother this season as well? I'll never forgive myself for following your advice. Many of my local family members, including my mother, live alone. They all missed last Easter to ever spend with my husband who passed away. As I was alone and distressed, the TV blared, we're all in this together. Really? Next came picking and choosing which 25 friends and family could come show their last respects and support because Pennsylvania was still in the yellow phase. So basically because her husband died during COVID and she wasn't able to have a funeral, she will not be foregoing any, wait, anything. Really? So that didn't teach her a lesson. So because her, so they didn't come spend, they said during Easter in Pennsylvania, there was a spike in COVID and they said, people stay at home. So they stayed at home. Right. They didn't spend Easter together and then her husband kicked it. Uh-huh. Not from COVID. And she's upset because, you know, they should have come. And to see him one last time. Okay. To see him one last time. And I'm like, but that's like, this is what I mean, that that's not how it works. Like the the science and the, and the law, like the laws of nature don't change because it may be inconvenient or sorrowful for you. Yeah. And that's why I don't think people, I think that think this Thanksgiving is going to be insane. They're saying that people are, they're adding extra flights. Like United is adding extra 1400 flights because people are trying to book for Thanksgiving. Oh my God. It's going to be a huge uh, crush on the airports and travel. Half of all people said they're still going to be doing their traveling. And you know how crazy it gets every year normally. Weekend. Yeah. You know, I you know. I I am not having Thanksgiving. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not having anybody. I'm not going anywhere. I am Where? I'm going to do um a virtual appetizers with somebody mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna have cocktails with somebody else. And Oh, that's nice. You're busy. You had a big night. Yeah. So it's going to, you know, it'll still still have company and this is what you just have to do. You just can't have everything that you want, you know? I don't know. Yeah. But this, what? So, um, basically, this woman is saying, you know, don't listen to the elected officials. They're they're just trying to get votes. It's their fault that nobody came to spend my husband's last Easter with us, and that I'm alone, and I'm not going to listen to them going forward. In her mind, there's some correlation between a tragedy happening. And her following health advice. Yeah. Because 
the idea that when there's a spike in COVID at Easter, that they would all come to see her. Like they could have killed him. Yeah. They could have killed each other. Yeah. And that, that the idea was like, oh, you know what? It panned out that he didn't see them for Easter. He probably didn't even like Easter all that much. That's probably one of the most boring holidays. Yes. Right? And also and it, nobody was stopping them from Zooming with him. Yeah. From coming to see him individually. <clears throat> right. You know. Or stand she was like, I, I was alone in distress making decisions in the hospital room. That's not because of, that's not because of the elected politicians. Yeah. That's because nobody was there to, I don't know, no one wanted to talk to you on the phone because you don't have to have someone physically, like it's 2020. Yeah. There's a lot of things you can do by yourself that are hard, you know? But you can be on the phone with somebody and do yeah. it. Like this is, this is how things are now. Like I think about, I mean, this is a little off the wall, but I always think about, you know, people are really excited to live in outer space. And I'm like, guess what? In outer space, you're not, you're not jumping around to have a meal with somebody yeah. because a holiday is coming up. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're like, think about different situations where you're like, I, you know, like it's a war. Like there's, you know, there's a, there's tragedy, there's disaster going on. And you're like, eh, we can't have a meal together. That's how it goes. Yeah. It just, this is how it goes. Yeah, and it's not the worst thing in the world. Like, come on, really? Yeah. So, you know, I, yeah, we're not doing, I'm not doing anything for Thanksgiving. Probably patronizing any local places that are open for takeout. Yep. That's basically it. Um, I think it's going to be a big day for a lot of the local restaurants. So, you know, order ahead and that kind of stuff. And then I will sit at home and I will watch, um, probably some really poorly made films on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Just whatever bad science fiction is out there. I'll be watching. Yeah. I'm going to be watching Netflix, eating some food, yeah. having some drinks. And that's it. Yeah. And then happy Thanksgiving. Everybody. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Stay safe. Stay away from each yes. other, you know, and yeah. enjoy it. Just kick back, wear your jammies all day. Yeah. Not like we've all been not doing that, but yeah, I, you know what? And I think that some people, if, if you're the kind of person who never liked the holiday anyway, freebie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a freebie. All right. All right. My friends are dead, and my dad is too. But I'm still alive, and I am here with you. Though I'm drenched in blood and a sordid gore. There is still so much. I am thankful for if I squint my eyes. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks. Turkey hacked to death And my dog it flashes pink